Hello and welcome to the Bunta Vista Support Group for Incredible Brave Soldiers. Uh, I know some of you are still taking your seats. Some of you are nervous. Uh, you know, it's your, your first time. Some of you are back there at the coffee still. And please go go easy on the coffee. Uh, right up front, I always like to say you are not IBS sufferers. You are not IBS survivors. You are IBS warriors. You are outstanding captains of leaky ships sailing upon uncertain, turbulent waters. You are not the shipwreck. You can rise above the siren call of a quarter block of brie left out since family brunch. Please note that the toilets today run on the Disney World ride queue system. Uh, QR codes for bookings are available in the package under your seat. Uh, and while we're on the topic, uh, you'll also find under your seat a small bottle of Benefiber prebiotic fiber. Um, that the GlaxoSmithKline Corporation has GlaxoSmith kindly donated to our group today. Thank you also to the Cinnamon Park Masonic Centre for hosting us today in this historic and most importantly well-ventilated venue. Most of you know me, but for those new to us, I am Theo. Many are probably bored of hearing my story by now, but just so that you know, I've been down. I've been down the dark, stinky alleyways in the bad town, bad, bad part of Dungtown. For the last few years, I've actually suffered constipation, which we don't talk about so often in here. Uh, and, and I think we need to. We need visibility. I know there's a few of my blocked boys out there in the audience. Um, I've felt the accusatory stare of a boss as I take my Nintendo Switch to the work shitter for some scant joy as I heave and cry and often fail to void my bowels. But you folks know you ain't getting any work done if you've got a turd coiled up inside you as big as the anaconda from the movie Anaconda. But enough about me. I'd like to invite back, as always, the queen of IBS, the Duchess of Dookie. It's my good friend, friend Lucy. Lucy, how, Hi. how are you feeling today? Oh, I have a sore tummy. What about you? A sore tummy. Yeah, <laughs> we've got sore tummies here. We've got. Have you been brave, Lucy? Have you resisted the call of like half a pint of ice cream in the wee hours of the night? Well, the thing is, we're all like brave warriors, right? Like, it doesn't matter what you eat, you know? It's going to happen. So enjoy yourself. That's my philosophy. As long as we fight. Yeah. Yeah, as long as we fight here on the battlefield. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like the Somme. Yeah, we've got a new member today who has um, very firmly offered to talk to us. Uh, I invite to the stage Brother Andrew. Now, Andrew, you tell us you have a mild lactose intolerance. Um, do you, what do you mean by mild? Do you want to share your story of survival? Thank you, Brother Theo. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, many years, I didn't know what ailed me you know i stumbled through life from one toilet to the next wondering why me why lord you know then one day i found out about lactose free milk i thought it was the caffeine i was wrong it was the Mm. milk and all that caffeine and also the caffeine. It's important to note that it is also the caffeine it's definitely the the caffeine but you should be asking yourself if it's all the milk because uh, yeah. when 10 o'clock hits and you grip your Nintendo Switch tight and you scurry off to the bathroom, you'll know. 
You'll know. But I'm playing so much. Elf will I ring. stop drinking a lot of caffeine with milk in it? No. I'd rather hmm. die on my toilet than live on my knees. Me, you know. Me, the brother. Here's to that. Here's, here's raising to my, that. Raising my large cup of cold brew. I'm just scanning the QR code now. <laughs> Get in early on that queue. Preemptively. Uh, and welcoming back a returning guest, one of our absolute favourites, an international speaker on all things Saw Tummy related, and also probably some gaming videos with like millions of views, Twitch streaming, yada, yada, yada. It's handsome angel Patrick Gill. G'day, Patrick. Going to keep things PG rated on the channel today. <laughs> Yes. Um, Jim Bankoff of the Vox Media Corporation will be watching and reviewing every single sentence I say on this podcast. And uh, uh-huh. it'll be a part of my evaluation this year. Um, is I, I was As we were starting this conversation um, about IBS and stuff, I was like, oh, I should tell them about the time I, I pooped a bunch of blood. And I was like, wait, I did that last time. I came You did that last time. I did that time, the very yeah. first time oh, I, wow. I met these people as I told them I filled the toilet with blood. It was like 12 minutes into the episode. I can give some place. more background there, if, if you like. I wasn't here, were... though, so dark blood, light yeah, blood. I didn't hear this. Oh, dark, dark red blood, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, the bad We're talking about ulcerative colitis, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was specifically ischemic colitis, which is the kind 80-year-olds get. Um, yeah, just it's, um, it's like the body saying life. you've been around for long enough. Like we time we for yeah, time anymore. for this part to start dying, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not good when the doctor goes, "This shouldn't be happening to you." Yeah, looks at you. You've exactly. got the colon of yeah. an eighty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin um, Button's colon. <laughs> well, I think I might have though, because it's just it's just been getting better. Yeah. Um, oh, and, uh, but before you are then, colonically like, Benjamin Buttoning. <laughs> Years before then, I, I had really bad constipation problems because I, for some reason I was afraid of pooping. Um, it's understandable. I'd go to, I went yeah. to scout camp once, I think when I was like 12, and I believe I did not shit for an entire week because I was so scared of going to the bathroom. Um, like generally, or was that an out of the house problem? Was that like a. You're around it was a cyclical thing, know. right? Where like it would be, it was definitely worse in public, but at home. The fear of pain of pooping would stop me from wanting to poop. Yes. So then, yes. pooping yes. would become much more painful. Yeah, Speak that your sounds truth. like me, me and the dentist. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Ooh, I don't want to go. Is there poop what if I just there? don't go? Well, yeah. What if I don't go? And then my teeth no, just Andrew's start got literally a cool falling system. out of my head. Where he takes a bunch of Valium to get completely zooted out of his mind and then show up the de- at the dentist only to be told his appointment is actually tomorrow. And he's just walking around the balls of Canberra fucking stoned out of his gourd. Full zombie mode. Thinking to myself, my, my wife will be back to pick me up in an hour. <laughs> Floating she will, around. She will save me. Yeah. That was a good day. Yeah. Wait, so this happened? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, that 100% happened. happened to it. Yeah. Andrew's not good it's at times or dates no, or no, taking drugs. Not. I'm not. Uh, my wife said yesterday that it's like my most um, my most crunchy granola hippie-ish feature is that I just kind of feel time. You know? Mm. <laughs> don't, just yeah. like feel it out. I really just know. ADHD coded. It's okay. Not yeah. not real absolute time lover. No, no. I'll I'll find out about it when I need to know, or at some point afterwards. 
just kind of the you know vibe that? of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, none of us are perfect, you know. We all get into strange situations sometimes. And I'm mm-hmm. led to believe that it happens more often than you would think in the Netherlands. It's time for Dutch Watch. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that beer? Uh, This is a very thematically appropriate story for us from the nltimes.nl. Firefighters rescue man stuck upside down in Rotterdam underground garbage container. (laughs) How'd he get there? (laughs) Now, you think to yourself, that's embarrassing. You know, whoops. That is embarrassing. Let me give you at least one more detail. It's got to be some part of like a really racist holiday tradition, right? <laughs> oh, you know about the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch. <laughs> a man ended up in a bizarre situation in Rotterdam last night. He got stuck upside down in the lid of an underground garbage container with his legs and feet dangling out and the rest of him in the bin. The man's shoes had come off and his jeans were around his ankles. Hmm. Hmm. Stepbrother. Are you you stuck? Yeah. I'm stuck in an underground garbage container. Oh, boy. Firefighters have come to rescue him. Yeah, like explaining that one. Yeah, like, you get stuck, but you don't want it to be a garbage container, and you certainly don't want no. your pants to fall down while, like, horns.aiff plays. Um, you, know, <laughs> you think his pants just like, comically <laughs> fallen after Absolutely. he was already in the bin? Yeah, okay. Has, has to have. Oh, I'm wriggling around, and I can't get out. I'm Winnie. I, that's, that's real Winnie the Pooing. He's that is Winnie genuine yeah, Winnie the Pooing. He gets stuck in the hole with shirt on, bare ass, wiggling around the other side. Can't get out. Is this just like a skip bin? What's an underground garbage container? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Mm. Is that a thing that they only have in, in It's the just a common Hey, while we're Dutch talking about thing. things we only have in the Netherlands, I've seen this video on, on Twitter, which has been going around like our Discord and stuff, a whole, a whole shitload about... Americans now just getting the technology to like lift up a, a street side garbage bin and with the truck, with the truck arm and yeah, like lift that. it into the back of it. But I also saw other Americans being like, oh, we've we have had that for ages. Yeah, that's been so, around since like the 80s, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I thought this was like, I thought this was like new technology to, to you guys. Same. And oh, gone a little oh. insane here. But you guys got those arms. You, you could, you've been. Did they come up with like a better way of doing it? Like, I don't think so. Because the way I'm picturing it, it just picks up like the whole thing and just shakes it around really hard. It shakes it around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I've I've got eyes on this bin. Now, what is this? Now, you would think when we say underground bin, I've put a link in Mm -hmm. the chat there in the window. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. You'd think I'm going down into the underground parking of a building and that's where they've got. Sure. Right? Oh, it's like a garbage chute. But like outside? Yeah, but the whole garbage chamber is like down under the ground. That is so scary. Yeah. When they empty it out, they. They slide the whole thing up out of there. Oh, uh, so, so maybe some like bullies little, put like him a in that bin. Newspaper disposal kind of yeah 
you know, the little, little newspaper stand or something on the side yeah, of there, right? Yeah, you yeah. open it up. You put your penny in. Jump in. Uh, yep. You, op- you open the door, you wriggle in. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so so we were all picturing this guy like stuck in a garage or something. No, he's in- nude ass out, out on out on the street. He's nude ass out his on ankles, the street. Wriggling yeah. around. Help, yeah. help. He's been put there Maybe by if- mean jocks. That's what Stupid I'm Stupid little flatboats on the canals up. pointing at him. <laughs> if you greased me up, I'd get out easier. Two first responders each grabbed and pulled a leg while three firefighters pushed the man's head and shoulders in the right direction through a maintenance door. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got three Wait, people underground. Wait, so did they just take him out of the bottom? What did they... it, it oh, sounds, a maintenance. It wow. sounds like, it sounds like um, because as, as you can see from the diagram that I've shared, for anybody listening, this is an audio format. You will not be able to see what I'm describing. Uh, when the whole thing comes out of the ground, the container itself is quite large and the bottom opens up, much like the man with his jeans around his ankles. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing they, they've had some people climb into the bottom of it maybe and are like kind of trying to straighten out his shoulders while two other oh, guys pushed him yank up on his legs. from underneath. Okay. Pushed his head and shoulders in the right direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. This is All cool. the while... I, I- I just don't think the American mind can comprehend this level of infrastructure. Like, I think the yeah, crazy, crazy thing here is supposed to be the the guy who fell into the trash can. But like, looking at a trash removal system this sophisticated is blowing so much my in mind. There. Yeah, the the yeah. little thing on the top's like a like the tip of the iceberg, and then there's this big garbage uh, compartment. Uh, there's a big iceberg of garbage underneath. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and the size of a dumpster, sort of tipped up on its side. Yeah. yeah. They pick the whole thing up out of the road and they like empty it into the garbage truck. It's fantastic. And the way he's picking oh, it up crazy. is the way you would like pick up a little like treat and then like drop it into your mouth. Like yeah. if, if you're yeah. like a job of the hut and you're picking up like a little like mouse or one of those like little lobster things, you like sort of dangle it over your mouth and you drop yeah. it in. Like it's, it's, it's all doing non coded. Yeah. Oh, and so the, the chamber <laughs> that you put your garbage into, it's a bit like an Australian post office box. Um, yeah, it's where, like a post box, like, right? You know the parcel, the parcel drawer in a in an Australian post office box where you like lift the thing up, and then there's just a chamber. You place your thing into it, and as you close the door, it rotates and drops your parcel into the box, so you can't reach mm-hmm. into the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a similar thing with their garbage here, and apparently stops uh, rats and such getting into the garbage. And you can obviously get a get a lot more in there. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Garbage in garbage can. Hmm. Doesn't doesn't keep guys out, though, I guess. No. Um, did I, he say how he got in there and also how his pants got off? Well, that to get him out first. Um, so, so we've got five firefighters yanking on this fella, and I bet they all had rippling muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while, other police officers and firefighters shouted encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> this is so yeah, hot. Get him. This... <laughs> Hope this doesn't the awaken anything. happened on <laughs> Algierstraat in the Alexander district. Firefighters were sent to the scene about 10:40 p.m. and paramedics were asked to remain on standby in case the man needed medical assistance. "Quote: Just give it a good pull," one firefighter told the others. <laughs> "Come on, let's go!" another yelled. "Yeah, I've got him." "Yeah," one yelled. 
Why have they got this much detail in here? About exactly what they were all shouting out. And weirdly, though, it's it's being translated as well. So mm. it's had mm. to have survived like one one cycle to uh, end up as editorialized as it is here. <laughs> then, as others gave encouragement, he tugged the man out from the bin. Let's stop saying like give it a pull and tug. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> they uh, yanked him. I don't him. see anything wrong happening. They jerked him. They jerked that man free. It took over half an hour for the emergency services to free the man from his predicament. Once he was right side up again and his pants were back where they belonged, debatable, the the man told the emergency services that his bag with clothes and his house keys had fallen into the container. He got stuck trying to get them out. You know how you accidentally put your luggage down the garbage bin? I have, I have, I have. Absolutely, put a set of keys. I've into thrown, the garbage. I've thrown my keys in the trash before. Yeah, yeah I like just at home. Get a locksmith. Yeah, I just threw them in the bin. Hundred yep. percent. My pants did didn't go down them? though. I went after them. Yeah. Saying, oh, my keys! <laughs> Immediately loosening my belt and unbuckling. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just make sure I can get right sort in this here. out. I'm gonna get real slippery for this. Need some flexibility. <laughs> the fire brigade found the bag, but it did not contain any keys. Mm. Hmm. The mystery deepens. Hmm. I wonder how many times this guy's gotten stuck. <laughs> <laughs> he had his story ready to go. Oh, my keys are down. Yeah, again. So that story we were in the other week about it was like an old French guy or something who kept going into restaurants, running up a huge tab, buying drinks for everybody else, and then he would say, oh, I'm having a stroke, call an ambulance. Yeah. And they were like, this is the 167th time we have asked this man to stop doing this. Maybe this guy is on a similar deal. The unfortunate man couldn't get into his home, so his neighbor took him to his family. The man was physically unharmed by his ordeal. Mm. <laughs> Psychically, however. <laughs> Mentally, probably. I would be. Physically I think I'd unharmed. be working through that one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time you got stuck face down in the garbage chute and your ass was out and then five men had to pull you out while a whole bunch of other people <laughs> watched Stood you with your and cheered red little and Australian podcast yeah. talked about it. Yeah, sorry about that. Whole, whole neighborhood came out to watch. My goodness. That's a bad day. You think? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or, or a regular. Maybe. It sounds Depends how you look at it. <laughs> Depends, how Depends you what things. he wanted to get out of it, I suppose. Uh, but for the rest of it, falling into a bin, having your ass stuck up in the air, wriggling around while all the neighbors look, it's a bad day and a bad sign. And we cover some other bad signs in the segment known as Omens and Portents. You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. This comes to us from KPNX in Arizona. The Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Box of human ashes found on Arizona walking trail. Sheriff investigating. That, this, I mean, this one's easier to me. Yeah, somebody like stopped to tie their shoe on the way up to scatter some ashes. 
poof. And then, oh. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought you were implying <laughs> that they just turned to ashes. No, um, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, was, somebody was scattering some ashes and they, they, they accidentally left the box behind. Yeah, so mad when you finally <laughs> you get down to the bottom, like, uh, oh, you got mum? I thought you had mum. Oh, I mean, at that point, if you're, if, if, like, I don't know, if, if, if you ask somebody to scatter you, and that's the verb you used for what you wanted to have done to your remains, I don't think you have the right to get mad about what, where you actually end up. Hmm. That's true. I, I would be mad if someone got me to do like a three hour hike. To a peak somewhere, you know. Oh, you're, yeah. you're sweating. I'm all chafed because I wore the wrong stuff very much. Mm-hmm. I'm in jeans, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then we get up the top and that person starts kind of patting their pockets. Oh, <laughs> oh you guys Ooh. aren't going to believe this. Oh. Because I don't want to go back down and go back up again. Like, let's have the ceremony. Come and back then, up. And let's, let's tip grandma just on the side of the path. When yeah. We find her again. yeah, there's yeah. a Burger King on the way back from the mountain. <laughs> yeah. um, they got good bathrooms there. Mm. Flush. I think when you see the box on the way back down, someone just takes a running kick at it. And <laughs> <laughs> dispensed. That's a box and not like fucking, what do you, you normally have it in a... We can't all afford an urn, you know? What's th- an urn? Urn. I was an just urn. thinking yeah. <laughs> dead vase. Yeah. The, the ashes like scattering like that I have been witness to have been like little box. cardboard boxes. Yeah. 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 They do little boxes. Oh, okay. You can get a nice wooden box um, yeah. that you'd like you'd use for cigars or something. Um, oh, okay. Or you can get just little cardboard box. I guess an urn's Well, because if you're scattering the ashes, what are you going to do with the urn after that? What are you going to do yeah. with that urn? Yeah. Smash it. Like at a <laughs> Greek restaurant. Take a big, <laughs> long kick at it. <laughs> oh, mum loved Greek food. Bam. <laughs> the Cochise County Sheriff's Office is attempting to find the relatives of a deceased person after a resident found their cremated remains on a walking trail. I'm taking that home, personally. Like, yeah. it's a good find. Yeah. what? Yeah. Just, you know, pop it in something. Keep it around. Just pop it Free in, person. Like, like in a dish, like in a meal. No, in a fucking urn. Oh, you just, you just keep your freezer. Oh, yeah, I found a guy. My, yeah. This is my grandma. This is someone. Not my grandma. This is oh, the grandma that it. I've got. <laughs> uh, this is a direct quote from the article. The box of cremains. Mm-hmm. Do we, we call, call it that, that now? I yeah, have I not heard that term the other day. I learned that like two days ago. Okay. The box is settled in America, Pat? You guys got too much to do that you can't say cremated remains? <laughs> <laughs> Time for yeah, that we're, shit. We're turning and burning over here. Have you read anything about our healthcare system? <laughs> <laughs> Save time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't strike me as unusual that they would call them cremains. Okay. It does sort of have hmm. a trendy sort of cronut vibe to it. Now that you it's a bit, it's, yeah. It's a bit cronut. I'll say for the record, I love a portmanteau. Like it, it, it scratches a like nice it. part of my brain. I'm not like walking it. around. Makes me feel sick. Gives me a, a sick feeling. Hmm. The box of cremains was discovered on the afternoon of January 24th near Milepost Seven of Charleston Road. You know the one, which extends from Sierra Vista to Tombstone. What a film! 
According to a label on the box, the cremains belong to an individual named Anne Kringle, who died in November 2012 and was cremated at a facility in Murrieta, California. All right, that's pretty weird. That's a long time between being cremated and your box getting lost. It's pretty strange. So people Everything sitting around. Yeah, maybe this cleaning, weekend. Doing a little Marie mm. Kondo. Does not spark joy. <laughs> Anne's <laughs> remains. Miss Kringle. It is not clear how the box ended up in a rural part of southern Arizona. Yeah, that's pretty far away, right? No. Uh. From California? No? Uh, I guess that's not that I mean, far. like, in terms of, again, a it's a big fucking country. It's, it's mm. what, maybe four or five hours drive? Okay. So oh, the box didn't drive itself there. It didn't drive itself. You know? so, yes. Did they, they, where did they come from in California? I'll, I'll map this out for us. Murrieta. Murrieta? Murrieta. Well, it was cremated in there and found... Uh, let's say near Sierra Vista, Arizona. So we know that the right. that the body has at least been to Murrieta, huh. and and we're assuming that we're getting a cremation done near where we live, right, or where the deceased lived. Yeah, Maybe. I would assume as much. All right, but that, that, you know that is about a ten hour drive. Uh, yeah. Oh, hmm. What you doing with them ashes? Hmm. I guess we'll never know. All kinds of I guess we'll mysterious, never know. <laughs> unanswered <laughs> questions. But hey, would you guys like to hear a question get answered? We do mm-hmm. that on our segment, Paging Dr. Lucy. It's time for Paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble, just to pick up your telephone dial it on the double You call 1-800-317-5155 Now you're paging Dr. Lucy <laughs> What do you got for us, Lucy? <laughs> so I went this morning I was just browsing r slash relationships over 35 it's mm-hmm. my personal new favorite. I thought I'd just search the word video games in there, just sort of see what came up. So, Take the temperature of healthy the, uh... stuff. Just thought I'd see what was going on. Uh, so this is from relationships over 35, uh, 39 male, 40 female. Wife said, I love you to a gaming friend. What should I do? My wife plays Call of Duty and have a lot of guy friends she plays with mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. However, it can get the very other intense, night, I think. Mm, yeah, on the battlefield, mm. and you never know when it's love intense. will strike on the battlefield. As, as well. That's so true. Which Call of Duty? I need to know. Um, however, the other night I caught her telling one of them about a situation we were going through. She was referring to me as her husband, etc. And then at the end of it, she said to him, "Thank you for letting me cry. I love you. Have a good night." This person oh. lives states away, etc. Am I overthinking this, or is this something I should be truly concerned about? <laughs> you need to be extremely concerned if your right. wife is getting therapy in war zone. <laughs> Talking if, about if your like marriage issues. Well, you did talk the about the uh, medical insurance situation over there. So it's, it's sort of teletherapy. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if your if your wife is more comfortable uh, crying it out and and discussing her true issues with 
with I play Cole. a lot of Call of Duty <laughs> online, and I would say like eighty percent of the voices I hear are literal children, like they're literally <laughs> eight year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've said before many times. Uh, any any time I go through a cycle of playing a Call of Duty, the first thing I will do is go and put on the setting which automatically mutes everyone in your lobby. I do it every game. I've been doing ranked play, and I'm just I'm muting that shit straight away. I don't want comms. <laughs> I'm too anxious. I can't. I, I'm not in there. I'm not lobbying. Yeah. I'm not matchmaking. Yeah, they, uh, I'm, I get that. That does raise the question of like whether this conversation is happening in like all chat, right? Like <laughs> game chat, or whether uh, yeah, you know like on a public game Discord chat. call together. Like whether there are people overhearing that conversation. I yeah, like to think like, so. I would love to hear that. Thanks for letting me cry. I love you. Where are we dropping? <laughs> <laughs> It you used to hear some shit if you'd be on Call of Duty because a lot of times people wouldn't know that they left their comms open, so you'd hear like yeah arguments. You'd hear like dogs barking and babies crying, like people smoke a, alarms beeping, yeah, children screaming at their mothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people in there that don't realize that the PS Five isn't automatically uh, muted on the controller. Just it's, it's, it's insane that they do that. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's not cool. Comms channel sounds like hear... the hospital from Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, I, I think there's, this is a problem. Yeah, no way I to think find it's probably a problem. Story. There's no way to find that story that I I saw recently that was like about some kid. Um, I don't know if he like assaulted his parents or something. Uh, no, it was a, it was an advice column thing. It was somebody writing into an advice column and saying, my son is like psychotically aggressive about his video games. And when we have asked him to stop playing, he screams at me and his father and says that we are, quote, fucking him in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you've lost your son by that point. Yeah, he's gone. He's not your son he, anymore. He belongs to the Activision Corporation now. <laughs> He's their his ward. Oh my god! I look. Yeah. I'm going to say verdict. Infinity ward. Verdict. You should be concerned. Yeah, you're getting cucked on Call of Duty. That's pretty rough. It's <laughs> a rough time for you. That's no good. Do the other one. He's probably got a way better KDR too than you. Mm. Oh, probably. This guy doesn't sound like he, he even plays Call of Duty. Yeah. He's got the double prestige gold deagle I can never add up to that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I kind of want to watch them play together. <laughs> let's see what kind of chemistry they've got. Yeah, yeah, let's see how it is. All right, another normal one. We are engaged. Now that we've set a date, I've got cold feet. We've finally set a date. All of a sudden, I'm seeing all the things that weren't a problem in our pre-2020 life that I've ignored for a while. The room that was supposed to be an art studio... It's entirely his 3D printing room. He makes twice as much as I do, yet we contribute the same to the household. Not annoyed, because I can't afford it, but he's always buying new 3D printers. Board games, toys, Gundams and Transformers and guns. We have no money saved for the wedding. Uh, I'm not exactly fiscally responsible myself, but his hobbies have taken up the house and pushed mine out. I've been supporting him emotionally since COVID hit and even took on some riskier chores for him with asthma. Getting him to take back cat litter duty with his allergies was nigh on impossible. But we own two dozen cloth face masks at this point. He can wear for two minutes that this takes. What is is changing the cat litter doing to him? 
He's just I, I, giving him I, I allergies. I think he has used, yes, he's probably used post-COVID lung combined with allergies to permanently get out of cat litter duty. Yeah. Mm. They're using. They must be using the paper stuff. That you can get the crystals. You can get the fucking. They got all sorts of technology. I don't think they got crystals. Uh, I'm in charge of groceries. Cat litter, and it smells really good. Really? You tip it out, and you go. Oh, nice. Okay. Hmm. I'm in charge of the groceries, dinner, deciding what we are going to eat from Skip. I'm in charge of the floors, the sheets, folding laundry is 100 percent on me, but at least he will do it. Uh, he's got ADD, but since COVID, he only focuses on his toys and 3D printer and video games. Uh-huh. Unlike me with random days off, he gets three on, three off right now, a four-day work week on campaign, and yet he doesn't do almost anything when he's not working. He even has the audacity to ask me to make extra stops for errands on days that he's home and I'm working. Oh, bro. Hey, you're marrying a child. Yeah. yeah. He's getting, a child. He's doing, he's doing parent pickups. <laughs> Get the me thing some that mac and cheese on the way home, he says oh, he in the too. middle of a game of Call of Duty. The thing that pissed me off the most is that he knew I had a migraine and spent the night in the bedroom playing with his squeaky new transformer and kept the light on when I wanted him to rub my back. He also woke me up early on my one day off to make me feed the cats as there were no food bowls prepared. He came downstairs, woke me up. print a new one. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing with this thing? What? No one does anything with 3D oh. printers. What do you need so many fucking 3D? Oh, we tried this guy that. Does. It doesn't work. This guy does. <laughs> Our sex life is a wreck too. Not for lack of trying, but it's the same every time. His once great foreplay had turned into grabbing a boob, pouring yes. at my crotch, or a combination yes. of the two. I tried to initiate again the other night and finally Damn, lost. Fellas, fellas, is that bad? Yeah, I was going to say, is that the <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm touching her woman's zones. <laughs> I tried to initiate again the other night and finally lost No Nut November, but not until after he showed me his next 3D printing project. Yes. Babe, babe, is you want to get hot and heavy? First, hold on. First, just you gotta you to see look what at, I made. You gotta see what I made. Is. I made new wings for my Gundam. I think you will agree. I have improved upon the design. All right, leave. Please leave the room. Please leave the room. I made the little the, the little dude from Akira in the floating chair. Is that what you're making with 3D printers? You're you? making little Gundam accessories. I guess. I think. I mean, I I kind of figured at this point, like. Anybody that I know who has used a 3D printer for a long time is generally just kind of like using it to make little pieces of, I guess, like just sort of gadgets and little prototypes, like things they're yeah. building for themselves. Like, you know, um, I'm, yeah, I'm making a thing that can convert like a, a box fan into like a, a, a filter for the air in your house or whatever. Mm. Like, it's, it's never sort of, I don't know, 3D printing's kind of like VR-ish in the sense that when everybody first saw it, they went, wow, the possibilities are endless. And then after a little bit, we were all like, oh, the possibilities have ended. They, are, they have, have ended. ended. Yeah, they're yeah, over. They, they have they ended. ended. We've, we've seen, we got right to the edge of the possibilities and looked over. Like they're using it from like medical stuff, right? 
Then there's what, some good yeah, things. Those are the things yeah, we need to do, use... like, like little spare parts or whatever. Not little spare yeah, parts yeah, for that's, your body. That's that's what I'm saying. Like like people people making things where they go, oh, I'm building a little gadget, and I had to like, and I made a hinge in my little AutoCAD program and printed it out, and I've used it for this thing. I feel like that's the majority of it. I'm sure there are people. Uh, oh, one of my kids' friends came around the other day, and she had like a big 3D printed snake that her mm. dad had made. Where like okay. it had printed with all the pieces already like interlocked, you know. That's and I said, okay. And I said, "Huh." And I went about my business. Yep. Now, Pat, you're a big 3D printer guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Obsessed. Constantly surrounded by the the hum and whine of my 3D printers making little little guys. How much is one of those guys cost? with a 3D printer? No, I, I, I'm not. A th- I've never seen oh, one. I, I know that people make guns with them over here. And that's the one thing I'm curious about oh. in the story, Lucy, is that earlier in the post, did we did guns, have a sort right? of Chekhov's gun. Uh, yeah. And is it oh, going to did. go off? No, it's not. No, it's not. That's they don't just... mention the guns again. <laughs> no mention of the guns. Just absolutely <laughs> above the Above the fireplace, leaving yeah. it there safely. All he's doing, this guy, is he's doing the... um. John Malkovich in in the line of fire and making a gun that can go through a metal detector. Yeah. Uh, who would he kill? This guy. Mm. Who'd be mm. be real okay. mad at? He likes so the edits. He... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the edits to this are basically just her being like, "I tried to talk to him, uh, but then he went and started fiddling in his three D printing room." <laughs> Is she asks, "Is this fixable, or are we screwed? Should we postpone and get counselling?" What if you cut this man out of your life entirely and went on yeah. to live a happier existence? That's just pretty much thought. what everyone was telling her. Thank God. He's left behind just 3D printing the pieces of a new wife. <laughs> <laughs> Creating her from memory. <laughs> <laughs> Loudly oh. fiddling with her at night. <laughs> Keeping the neighbors right. up with all the creaking joints. Oh my god! What's he doing? These things aren't oh, as these... expensive as I thought. Lucy, these edits are very, very bad. Oh, you can read them out if you like. <laughs> Edit three. I got out of the shower ready to go. That's a pretty. That's a strong signal from your wife or future wife. Out of the shower, mm-hmm. saying "sex time," ringing the big dinner bell. Ooh, yeah. I'm all I'm all wet and cold. Don't you uh-huh. want to touch me? Oh, hop in. Uh, I got out of the shower ready to go, and he was still playing video games. I tried mm. to get his attention. He was mad. I showered without him. Still kept playing. I told him to turn it off and shower. Then he comes back and says, "What do you want to do today?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he fell down some stairs. Maybe the stairs <laughs> landed on his head real hard. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, edit, we talked. The details aren't super important, but the timeline is to make a space for me to work on my art when I want to in the next month. I also told him he has to get some medical intervention of some kind. He has great benefits to either change slash add medication, get therapy, or some other kind of professional help for his ADD. Spoiler alert. I don't alert, think the ADD is the problem. He's not going to do any he of those things. He wants to play with his 3D printers. you got to break this yeah. man's 3D printer. <sighs> yeah. Kick it right in the middle. 
I'm not trying oh, to feel not really trying good. to get into heteronormative stereotypes here. A lot of a lot of fellas out there waiting to marry Mother Two, mm. the mm. sequel. You know? Yeah. What if What if you made my macaroni and cheese while I played with my 3D printer, well, and I then left me gadgets. alone? <laughs> Don't interrupt me. God, that's it's a huge bummer. It's pretty bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can use technology for all kinds of stuff. 3D printing, and more importantly, coming up with brand new technology that will innovate in ways we cannot possibly imagine. It's time for Pickleball Watch. Uh, have, have you been exposed to a lot of pickleball, Pat? Is it running wild over there? Uh, nobody I know has gotten it, um, but I know it's out there. Oh, no one's been picked by the pickle that you know? Yeah, no, I, I think there is a a disdain in the voice of a lot of people I hear Mm -hmm. talk about pickleball. Um, I don't know any pickleball people. It's kind of a silly name. It's sort of like silly place Mm. to start from when you call yourself pickleball, right? There's no pickle involved. It just yeah. seems like a squash tennis type situation. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's on a little court, uh, and it seems like it's very popular yeah. with older folks as well. I was going to say it's kind of an old people yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Oh, if you're getting out of the house, meeting people, getting some exercise, you know. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. looks fun. Hmm. More like a paddle than a racket. Right. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to run around as much if the court's so little. Yeah, it's a smaller court. Yeah. I think we're a pro pickleball podcast. An update on the pickleball situation, which uh, on this show we first talked about in August 2021 in the bonus episode, Eleanor Whitley. Uh, and we gave a, an example of the community response to pickleball in episode 318, the Hyundai i30 Giraffe Killer. This comes to us from Bay Area News Group. New, quieter pickleball equipment takes a swing at the sport's noise problem. So I guess that's the main issue, is that uh, people can hear you playing it. Hmm. The pop, pop, pop that's become synonymous with pickleball may soon be a racket of the past. They're having fun with it. Nice, yeah. You know? At least, that's the lofty goal promised by a new generation of equipment and technology specifically developed to lessen the frequency, pitch, and overall acoustic burden of the booming sport. Wow. Rather than listening to plasticky staccato thwacks, imagine slightly padded thumps when paddles and balls collide. Sounds okay. kind of nice, okay. honestly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Everybody imagining it? Yeah. News of this emerging gear could be music to non-players' ears, especially as the fast-growing sport has sparked neighborhood clashes and legal battles in recent years. Complaints have popped up in Berkeley, San Francisco, Los Altos, Menlo Park, Walnut Creek, and across the Bay Area, but residents and elected officials have continually struggled to craft solutions that resolve Pickleball's cacophonous soundtrack without shutting down the sport altogether. How loud is this? Yeah, is it really that loud? Is it really that loud? Yeah, it sounds very dramatic. 
I feel like oh, they okay. solve that pretty quickly with squash, and they just play it inside a room. Yeah, it's no, I inside. see the problem. So it's like a it's it's like a ping pong. Uh, Ping pong paddle, paddle. right? But then they've got it's a plastic ball that's slightly smaller than a tennis ball with holes in it. So you whack in that, you're making a noise. It's like a little, little acoustic explosion there. A a pock, if you will. A pock. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of soothing though. And I think the thing for me is looking at this. This is a sport primarily played by people who look like they're in their mid thirties and over. Mm-hmm. And if you take yeah. away the sound of the ball, what you're going to start hearing is just the noises 35 plus <gasps> people make when they move around. Yeah. 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 Which is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> the sound I make when I get up off the ground, if I'm sitting on the floor and, and then I have to get up, it's, it's going to be audible. Yeah. Do you have to be dressed like you're in Weezer to play pickleball, or is that just all of the photos that I'm looking at? It's just kind of a cultural thing, I guess. Mm. They're loving it. They are bloody Learning loving it. Learning so much. Carl Schmitz, Managing Director of Facilities Development and Equipment Standards for USA Pickleball, said that as tennis courts, basketball courts, and other spaces in community parks were rapidly converted to try and meet the demand of pickleball players across the Bay Area, many of those changes happened without much research into how the game might increase the amount of noise and number of people in those spaces. You just have to meet the ravenous desire of the pickleball players. Yeah, they can't no be time denied. to think ahead. They're bashing at my door right now. More courts? Schmidt said that's why Pickleball USA has been researching and investing in solutions with acoustic engineering firms for the past 18 months, aiming to change the actual sound of the game and also help local communities understand how to best study and improve the acoustics of assisting facilities before installing additional courts. Glad we got some people out here solving the real problems. Yeah. You know? Somebody's got to tackle that. I'm installing an illegal silencer on my pickleball paddle. <laughs> 3D printing a silencer on my pickleball paddle. Finally, we have a use. On Wednesday, he demonstrated... Tobacco firearms and pickleball coming to my door. <laughs> on Wednesday, he demonstrated a handful of new equipment specifically designed for quieter play at Piedmont's Linda Beach Pickleball Courts. That location was fitting since players are already required or at least encouraged to only use equipment that's been certified in USA Pickleball's newly launched quiet category of products. <laughs> I think they're running a racket. I think they're running this a is, racket. Uh, uh, Andrew, you are <laughs> Bunta Vista's comedian of the week. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that one. Fuck. <sighs> Petermont officials have even printed out a color-coded list of acceptable paddles and balls to use at Linda Beach. Generally speaking, Schmidt said quiet certified paddles can reduce the sound of contact from 90 decibels, roughly the volume of hair dryers and power tools, down to only 80 decibels. <laughs> that's so much. That's not much. I don't think that's very much. Reduction. <laughs> Love the... So the... De- the description here of like what we're what we're reducing the noise uh, from and to from roughly the volume of hair dryers and power tools to 
closer to the noise levels measured on a busy downtown street or near a garbage disposal. That's also <laughs> that is quite not loud. Quiet. That's not That's quiet. Still, I would think that a garbage disposal and hairdryer were making roughly the same Probably amount comparable. of noise. Probably comparable, yeah. Can I just say, generation? before someone writes an angry email, just before someone emails us, or th- someone's already written something in the show chat in the Discord to say, you yep. stupid you stupid motherfuckers, uh, nine, 80 decimals is approximately one-tenth the volume of 90 decimals. It's a logarithmic scale. Yeah, oh, is it really? And then somebody else yeah. is, is going to be uh, writing a letter in taking you to task for saying decimals. Yeah, 100%. Fuck, did I? I heard that. Yeah, you totally did. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> there's there's no escape. There's no escape from from our pedantic listeners. There really isn't. No. <laughs> there's okay, a, yeah. there's a strongly established uh pattern pat where uh we somebody is listening to the episode, they comment on the Patreon saying, You said this thing wrong, and then two minutes later they comment again going, Oh, oh you address that. <laughs> well, I'm so, glad that you did it. Um, yeah, we've got to. Yeah. We've really got to reiterate our stance that you listen to the entire episode before. Yeah, uh, before like write them down. You know, keep MF notes by all decimals. means. Yeah, you well, should yeah, be yeah. people listening to Practice this because they journaling. think you guys are smart. I hope not. <laughs> Obviously, not. fuck. I hope not. That's worrying. It's a really concerning idea. Hmm. Uh, this new generation of gear aims to lower the pitch of the ball pops, which can negatively impact players' hearing. They, they're all it's half all, deaf anyway. Let's be real. Yeah, that's right. What pops? You know? What pops? They're all saying, eh? Huh? Is, so that's what the person they're talking to says. Uh, since the launch of the first Quiet Paddles by Owl Sport in November, Schmidt said it's possible to cut the acoustic signature of the sport in half especially when combined with other interventions such as fabric sheaths that cover louder paddles and sound-absorbing panels designed with innovative nanofiber carbon fibers and polymer cores that can be installed along fences around pickleball courts. Close the room. Put a roof this on really, the room. Put yeah, put a little put roof on inside. top. Inside. Yeah. Squash courts are loud as fuck. If you are walking along on the street outside, it is not a concern. Mm. Justin Long, as far as I know, not that one. Uh, director Justin of the Long. City of Alameda's Recreation and Park Department. He's the I'm a Mac guy. I'm a PC. I'm a Mac. I'm in the movie Barbarian. He was great in the movie Barbarian. Jeepers he was so Creepers. Uh, Jeepers. The fucked up Kevin Smith one, Tusk. Tusk. Yeah. Horrible. Mm-hmm, Awful mm-hmm. film. So not that guy is one of many city not administrators. That, as far who as we know. <laughs> as far as we know. Uh, is one of many city administrators who are increasingly trying to find new tools and data to understand, let alone mitigate, just how much noise pickleball games create. Quote, the good thing is that dialogues are happening, Long said. Mm. It doesn't need to happen in court. No, just maybe on he's the, the court. He yeah, might be the maybe he's comedian, the comedian of the week. week. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You got to think about what kind of pollution, noise and otherwise, you're putting out into beautiful nature when you play whatever your fucked up sport is. Uh, let's take a turn now into the world of nature in 
Nature Corner. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Winter is some Nature Corner. comes to us from the BBC. So having a little little overlap with um, Britain Watch here. Uh, Sick Devon donkey saved by being given 24 litres of cola. He just Hell left yeah. me for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was he hung over? Did he need 24 litres of full sugar Coke? Well, he had a sore tummy. Yeah. Wow, we're bringing mm. it full circle right here. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, and we planned this too. Maybe. As far as you know, maybe. As far as you know. <laughs> Vets resorted to fizzy cola to help ease a blockage in a sick donkey's stomach. Oh. We've all been there. Oh. We've all been there. We've all pooped a bunch of blood because our tummy hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah, we have. You know what we need? 24 litres of cola. <laughs> <laughs> so many That's liters. so much. How many do you think you could get down before you died or whatever? Uh, 0.9. <laughs> yeah. One max. I struggle I to get through a 600 mil bottle. Me yeah, too. the, the amount that I am able to like comfortably drink in a city sitting goes down every year. Mm. Um. I'm currently at a point where my favorite serving size of cola is the the slim ladies can. Oh, those little those mm. tiny little cans, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. those are cute. That's yeah. the perfect amount for me to have with a sandwich. I just yeah. put that in my That's pocket. I'm on my way. Yep, and keep going getting on my nice day. Nice and warm by the time you're ready to drink it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's getting so warm. I hate the uh, plastic did, bottle. Does the article say if the donkey liked it? <laughs> does it say if the donkey got jitters? Or got really excited, couldn't stop talking about its favorite prog record. Joey from the Donkey Sanctuary in Sidmouth, Devon, had a condition known as gastric impaction. There's a lot going on animal-wise in Devon. Last week we had the missing... What was that fucked up little guy that went missing? Fucked up little guy. uh, Yeah, there there was a... um, with, With Josh Sawyer... Uh, Binturong. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One of them little fellas. Also in Devon, they got all kinds of animals doing the wrong things over there. Oh, someone someone just commented on like a five-year-old episode to take us to task <laughs> about something. About um, how, how we often uh, talk about like Americans and their private zoos where there's just like little roadside zoos in Alabama where people have acquired a bunch of exotic animals and put them in wading pools. Uh, And they said, you guys always marvel at this, not taking into account things like the Australia Zoo started by Terry Irwin. And I would argue that there is a difference between like a commercial zoo yeah, and you're literally referring to a single zoo. Like a zoo. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, like do you what? not have just animal guys over there? Like, we have animal guys. Really? Here. We no. just can't meet a guy. Not okay. really. You, you can't just acquire exotic animals here. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, we did one that was not the, allowed. There was like a, a motorbike garage where this guy was like trying to make the longest. He made a Harley Davidson with like 12 engines or something all in a line. And also, he had like a llama sanctuary or whatever just out the back. <laughs> right. Just sort of like combination world's longest motorbike and llama sanctuary. Eventually he's going to put all the llamas on there. Yes. Ideally, yes. yeah. I'd... That's that the end really goal. Cool. <laughs> no, I, um, I knew an animal guy. Um, what did he have? Uh, had He had um, some illegal tortoises. Mm-hmm. It, so it, there's a, there is like a um, law enforcement to animal guy pipeline where like law enforcement mm-hmm. in a town – or region will figure out who the animal guy is. So when an, somebody has an animal that they shouldn't have, they'll just give it to the animal guy. Oh, so he had like right. an illegal African tortoise that wasn't supposed to be over in the States that was in his care. He had some emus, he had some bats. I think he had oh, some God. spiders and stuff. Um, a lot of chickens, a lot of dogs. Wow. So the so the deal there is like the the police would otherwise have to put them in like those little bomb disposal boxes. Yeah, like <laughs> robots up to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like that's a lot of effort and paperwork and stuff. So they just give it to a guy, right? Yeah, it's either that or they auction it off. Um, for, <laughs> wow, like they do with drug dealer cars. <laughs> do you think if you like uh, vaporize a tortoise that is just the shell left over, or do you think it's all I gone? Think so yeah, if you like, mm-hmm. like a. The, one of the pyrolite ovens that do the self-cleaning? You reckon the shelves oh, yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah. be left? Yeah. Yeah. I fan- okay. I found out I found out the you remember the toilet tortoises feel pain through their shells? It's you really guys sad. Familiar with this? Yeah. It's yeah, really sad that they like shouldn't be doing that. that. That's fucked up. But it is nice then because then you see a video of like a tortoise like doing a little dance to get its back scratched on like a oh, yeah, brush yeah, or something. Brush it's like, oh, it yeah. feel, if it can feel yeah. bad, it can feel good too. That's right. There is there is light and shade in all we do. Yeah. <laughs> My shell is an erogenous zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, we, we have uh, very stringent biosecurity laws here. And um, I love you for it. Mm, yeah. It's, we, it's we probably took for the best, I would Johnny say. Johnny Depp to task about it. It was yep. so good when he had to so say, you've been when a he had to naughty say, like, little boy. Biosecurity Sorry. is very important. <laughs> uh, or whatever he said in his little video. It was great. Yeah, and we had our um I think he was the deputy prime minister at the time, just this raging alcoholic being like, I will personally kill Johnny Depp's dogs. It was a was good, good time stuff. to be in Australia, yeah. Yeah. He 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 did directly threaten to kill Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which, like, most people who have a couple of little dogs as pets would take pretty rough, I think. Most people would be yeah. pretty offended. Not me. That's fine. I did, um, uh, again, I really, I, I genuinely do love Australia's dedication to, to biosecurity. Um, but how did it get started? Like, when did this become I, a I think it's, trait of I don't your, know. Your, your land? I think it's it's partly because, like, we have the the ability to do that being being a yeah being being a separate continent um and the vast majority of people got to get here by plane um there yeah we have 
it's we have we much more of an ability times to kind of by yeah, introducing yeah. some species that got we those cane have. toads in there. <laughs> That's no good. Oh, That's yeah. no good. Yeah, we messed up. Got those Full rabbits and foxes on that one. No good. Yeah, no good. The deer, etc. But now we got enough is enough. cute little beagles at the airport. Yeah, well, yeah. they kind of like walk around, bags. sniffing your bag. I like sniffing dogs, but they're just for fruits and stuff. Just for like, yeah, fruits that might have Lyme disease or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So mainly you're going to get trouble if you're like uh, an old Chinese grandma bringing a bunch of medicinal herbs and roots through and then they'll, they'll go through your bag and say, no, no. <laughs> they toss it all in the bin. Uh, yeah, we, we, we went to um, Fiji last year and we bought back like a big, a big um, crazy shell that we bought from a market or whatever. But when they give it to you, they like specify this has been treated like and sprayed and everything. And then they mm-hmm. put it in a thing and seal it up with like uh, an officially stamped thing so that you can get it back through Australian airport, you know. Uh, let's check back in on Joey the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Joey the donkey. He was having a bad time. It was so bad that he could not eat or drink anything, and he was in a lot of pain. He said, I need soda. (laughs) (laughs) I use this trick all the time. (laughs) Ow! No, not not LA ice. I I need RC Uh, cola at the minimum. (laughs) Oh, slapping the Pepsi out of your hand. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to make it worse. Not diet. (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh, it's the real sugar that helps. It is though, for real. When you got a sore tummy, you need that like actual sugar sprite. You know, you need a lemonade. When yeah. you got a sore yeah, tummy. I need that get up and go. I'm all about a solo. Ooh, I'm a bit hungover. I need my lemonade. Vets at the sanctuary gave Joey 24 liters of the fizzy drink over four days through a tube in his nose. Oh, and now he is quote back to his usual happy self. They're really pumping it in there. It's six liters a day through the pipes, slamming Jesus. this fellow with with cola. Damn, and that you'd assume that's caffeinated as well, right? So yeah, he's up all night. No, he's flipping out. Why cola? Why not like lemonade? Well, why not monster energy drink if we're going? Yeah, you know, you know all those videos of people putting something in a petri dish and then pouring some cola over it. No, I do. I you're right. The healing properties of cola. Vet Jamie Forrest said the cola dissolved the blockage, a procedure the sanctuary had tried before with quote really good end quote results. He explained that they used full fat cola. Not sure about that. Okay. Do they mean full sugar? I'm not sure that there's full sugar. Fat. I think that is what they mean. I don't think there yeah. there is any fat in a cola, generally speaking. They, they mean make they sure mean to sugar. shake your coke up. You want to emulsify the fat in that bad boy before you drink it. You don't want it to split. Oh, I hate it when my coke separates out into layers, skimming all the fat off my coke before I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> He explained they used full-fat cola because Joey needed the extra calories to prevent mm. damage to the liver and kidneys. Yeah, yep, yep. That's what I was telling my dad when I was like 19 mm-hmm. and on a steady diet. <laughs> I need of it. Store-bought RC cola with like um, 
vanilla essence dropped in so I can make vanilla Coke without paying for it. Wow. That's smart. Yeah. It's a renaissance, Did you actually man. Do that? Really something. You actually this is really that? making me want a soda. <laughs> I, also, I like yeah. a vanilla Coke. I appreciate a vanilla Coke at times. Love a cherry Coke. Have Too not sweet. tried the AI-designed Coca-Cola. It's no, so no, disgusting. I don't respect it's the so, tastes. so bad. That AI is not... They're not making stuff for me. Yeah, I don't want to know about it. What would it know about the tastes, yeah. the sensations, the Don't let the computer feed you. Yeah. Don't let... I don't want to do that. If it's like... Okay, so it, it's an AI Coke. It can't taste... So is it like, if it's based on like survey data of like things that people have said that they like about the flavor of Coke, it's going to be really fucked up. Cause like when YouTube asks yeah. me like, have you heard of Walmart? I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, I love lying to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I get the survey, I say it goes, what, what do you prefer? Coca-Cola, Pepsi, RC Cola. And I always tick the, I have never heard of any of these brands, yep. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First time it's I'm hearing about any of this. Very cool how we've kind of just made this self-perpetuating system of complete garbage that assumedly has like human inputs and outputs at some stage because people are putting yeah. money into these surveys, right? But no one's answering them. Do you guys like, see? What the fuck is We're going answering on? Them. How, what, is, what is happening with like... How is this our economy now? There's just like five layers of ads for nobody, by nobody, and then a, a video pops out from Polygon. Like, I'm not yeah. fighting the yeah. end results, but how is well, it hey, How is it getting paid for? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, and it, it's so fucking fun. It is so funny to like spend billions and billions of dollars telling people about soda and then asking them, hey, do you know about soda? <laughs> they're like, they go, yeah. no. <laughs> I, I don't even understand what language you're speaking. Uh-uh. Never heard. Soda? Soda? Is that what you're saying? Coca Cola? Never heard of it. Maybe one Fuck of your, your readers, listeners can tell us how it all works. Maybe. Please. Um, didn't, if you know how I this assume, works. I assume everybody saw that thing a couple of weeks ago where a purported... AI stand-up comedy thing put out a George Carlin stand-up special. Oh. Du the Dudesy AI, I think it's called. And they uh they put out this hour-long stand-up and they said, "Oh, it's an it's an AI stand-up special and it's like you know, faking George Carlin's voice and doing George Carlin's style stand-up." And lots of people in the comments go, "Wow." It's like George Carlin as hell with my... And after a week or two, um, yeah. I think they I think they got like directly asked. It's it's from a podcast with like Will Sasso and another comedian. Oh, right. Where they like talk to the quote unquote AI on a laptop and then they riff on it. Then it's it's not good. That sounds dog shit, Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Well. So, so they they got not like, like directly <laughs> directly asked about this, and I'm not sure if it was like a we have been sent a cease and desist type thing, and then they immediately said, "Oh no, it's not AI." Like this this comedian wrote a script, and we got an AI to say it. Oh, okay. so that's oh. that yeah. was the human inputs and outputs of 
that. Although I do believe one. the Seinfeld show that was AI was actually AI because it got stuck in like a transphobic loop for like two days. Yes. <laughs> you remember that? Remember the yeah, Seinfeld right? one that went off the rails? It's just like, well, <laughs> here's my ideas about who is and isn't people. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, we're getting some human okay. inputs on this show. This is the this is the end goal of all AI. Remember the remember the Microsoft one the before Microsoft all the one? LLM yeah. stuff was just like yeah. immediately became racist. Just like because it was just away. feeding off everyone else. Yeah, hey, I'm racist now. The Seinfeld AI suddenly installing itself on high school computers for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was I've been rewatching Seinfeld recently and there's that scene where um that you know that they, they have the they have the season long plot line where they're pitching their um their pilot they're trying to get on NBC with their pilot and mm-hmm. they're at Russell Dalrymple's place the 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 uh the guy from NBC and his daughter comes in um and it's uh it's Denise Richards playing his daughter and they're like, how old is your daughter before she gets there? And he says, she is 15 years old. And they go, uh-huh. And then she comes in and she's bending over and they both like gawp at her cleavage for ages. Come on, come on, oh, dude. That no. didn't happen. And there are, yeah, there's, so there's just a straight up plot line about how horny Jerry and George are for a 15-year-old in an episode of Seinfeld. Oh. A little bit cool. of art imitating huh. life there, you know? Cool. Or the other way around, whichever <laughs> Whichever one he did first. Good society. Oh, and Elaine's the only character who's like, huh? How old was this girl? They're like, hey, cleavage is cleavage. Did they say that? (laughs) Yes. Yikes. And does does one of them say it? Cleavage is cleavage. And then one goes, cleavage is cleavage. And then a third person comes in and goes, cleavage is cleavage. Oh, we talking about cleavage? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's... um, Right out there. The 1990s, folks. Different time. Now we can just get AI to do that for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we administered the cola by putting a tube into Joey's nose, going directly into his stomach. And then we administered the cola three times a day over a four-day period to break down the impaction. Someone should have mm-hmm. done that to you. Pat. Mm. I would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is so sad. If I we knew that it was for donkeys. Option, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gastric impactions are rare in donkeys, and the sanctuary only sees a couple of cases a year. He said, "Doesn't sound that rare." No, like if you're doing year. like, if you're putting twenty four liters of cola through donkeys like semi regularly, I feel like that's not rare. That's like a thing that you that's do. Not now. that rare. Sounds oh, like it depends on like how many donkeys they're dealing with. True. Like in in total, is it all happening to the same donkey? You know? Yeah, is it one problem <laughs> donkey? We yeah, we've gone through hundreds of liters of cola, and it's all on Joey. Hmm. He also warned that cola should only be given to animals by a vet for a specific reason, and not as a regular drink. <laughs> well, how they immediately I, know I, I how people to are going to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody seen the video of the pig drinking Bud Light Lime? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I've never watched that now. They look so happy. Yeah. Like, can't we just let them, like, have the life that we can't have for ourselves? 
Yeah. Let him have it's a little like lemonade. A, it's like when they have those videos of um of a, a horse drinking a beer, you know? Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's just fun for that's everyone. That's just good, clean yeah. fun. A bear smoking cigarettes. Yeah, uh, a yeah. monkey doing cocaine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ideally, the monkey's in a suit. Maybe suspenders. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. You know? If you want a cigarette, they want a cigarette. Let them in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That has been an episode of the podcast, Bunta Vista. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, anything to plug? Anything we should be directing people's eyes and ears towards? Uh, n- n- yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I mean, yes, no. Just searching uh, yeah. around the room. You don't want these people. Oh, uh, uh, no, I, yeah, I you do don't Twitch want our list occasionally. Uh, Twitch.tv slash pizza suplex. And I do videos uh, on Polygon's YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash Polygon. Wonderful. Uh, thanks very much. And we'll see everybody next time. Yeah. Unless you hated it. So. Unless you turned it off yeah. 40 no, minutes and ago. And this is freemium, free, freemium free brewery. Is it Just freemium FYI. free brewery? Freemium free brewery. Let's all get behind that. So you'll be it's getting so twice as we, much in your <laughs> inbox. Twice we as much. We only ever remember to talk about whatever we're doing or want people to do in the final 30 seconds of the show. And that's... Look, I... I told my wife last night, if this starts becoming a job for us, I don't think we'd do it, right? So that means not organizing, not planning, mm-hmm. not doing mm-hmm. anything that sounds like it's not fun. Just showing us. 3D they printing can tell. only, transformers only. That's Gundam. right. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <See you. laughs>